Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. Uh, today, basically, we're going to run through each club, 1-24. to 24. This is part one of our season previews and predictions. Um, I've got Jake with me today. First question is for you, Jake. Are you looking forward to the new season? Yeah, you've got to be looking forward to it, haven't you? On the first day, anything yes. could happen. <laughs> it's been a long time uh, without football. There's only so much cricket you can watch. Exactly. It seems strange Saturdays without it, and I can't wait either. So let's get straight into our predictions in alphabetical order. Uh, I'm going to leave you with Barnsley, if you want to talk us through them, Jake. Yeah, so Barnsley, a newly promoted team. Um, obviously been in and out of the Championship in the last few seasons. So they've got, a f- you know, they're used to being up here. It's not like it's a, it's a completely new club coming up, like Luton, who've been away for a lot longer, who we'll come on to later. Um, but if you look at their transfer business, there's, there has been reason to worry for Barnsley. They're obviously the favourites to get relegated, so the bookies aren't giving them much of a chance. Uh, Ethan Pinnock went to Brentford. Liam Lindsay went to Stoke. Um, and Adam Davies, the goalkeeper, also went to Stoke. So that's, that's three of their you know, defensive line that they've lost since last season, which which is a huge blow for any team, especially one coming up to a new division. But if you if you look at their incomings, they've brought in Luke Thomas from Derby. They obviously think that he he can do well at this level and maybe give him opportunities that he didn't get at Derby. You've got Anderson coming in from the Danish league, so he's a bit of an unknown quantity. But 21 years old, he's, there's obviously something about him. Probably a player that they've picked up picked up based on stats. Because I know Barnsley are one of the clubs uh, a little bit like Brentford. They like to get big on the stats, so there's probably something to do with that. And then you've got a couple of players coming in from Hanover, obviously. Um, yeah. Barre, who was, um, I think he was there last season, wasn't he? Yeah, he was there last season. So he, he's obviously coming back to to Barnsley. So they, they, they've obviously done a bit of recruitment. Malik Wilkes as well and Connor Chaplin, they're two players that have done very well in League One in recent seasons. So I, I, I'm actually quite quite promising on Barnsley. I don't think they're going to be as bad as, as the bookies are making out. I think even though they've lost their three defensive players, which is probably one of the reasons why I think the manager, I really like him. I thought he got them playing really good football last season um, and, and they were deserved of going up. And I think they've got a lot of, a lot of good players in this squad, a lot of young players as well, who I think can, will, you know, will come up with, with nothing to fear. They'll take that positivity from last season. Um, they, you've got Moore and, and Woodrow up front, two very good strikers. Um, who I think will do well at this level. So yeah, I think they, I think they're going to do all right. I've got them down, not too, too much above the relegation zone, but I do have them outside the bottom three. I've got them up in 18th position or 19th position. Sorry, 19th position. I've got for Barnsley. Okay, similar to me. Um, out of the teams where I've been promoted, uh, for me Barnsley. Um, although they will be down there in my prediction too, I think that they might be the best of the three. Um, believe it or not. Um, 
that gives away a few of my predictions for the for the other teams that have, have been promoted. But I think uh, Barnsley will will have enough this season to escape relegation. Um, you've touched on a lot of players in coming and outgoing, and my final prediction for them will be twentieth, which you know might seem low down the table, but you know f- first team uh, first time back in this division. Uh, you know, after a year or so, I think most most Barnsley fans would would take just escaping relegation in the first season and and seeing what progresses from there. Uh, so I'll move on. Uh, next in the line is is Birmingham, which I'll touch upon now. Uh, for, for me, Birmingham are one of these teams with with question marks against them. Uh, last season, you know, under the embargo, um, losing Gary Monk as well. Whatever went on there, you know, on on and off the field, there, there were some issues. They, they were obviously pushing for you know the the playoff spots towards you know the, the, around the middle of, of last season and, and then f- and fell apart went once they had the the deduction in points uh but i really fear for them in in terms of losing uh jota and and then shay adams i know we talked about shay adams a, a lot last year and, and he eventually got his move and um, they have brought you know a, a couple of decent players in i know gary gardner came from aston villa that undisclosed fee and a couple more you know the, the big one from zagreb was sunic who, who i believe is a decent player uh but the outgoings for me i'm not sure if the players that they've, they've brought in will you know outweigh the, the ones that they've lost if that makes sense so for me I think that they've got a lot of rebuilding to do um you know again Pep Clotet I, I don't see him as a better manager than Gary Monk so I can't see him improving the team you know like I say I'm, I'm, I'm kind of guessing with Birmingham a little bit I know I know it's it's a prediction but for me I'm going to have them just below halfway and that being 16th position Jake uh, so I'm interested to hear what your prediction for them is. Yeah, I've gone. I've gone very similar to you. I'm not too high on Birmingham. Um, that's mainly because of the manager. Um, I thought Gary Monk was doing very well there, and, and Clotet, based on what he's done as a number one before, I don't think he's gonna do too well. And I'd be surprised if he really made Christmas. To be honest, I can't don't see him getting that far. We've obviously uh, spoken about Hotter and and Che Adams both going to the Premier League, which is which is a huge loss. Michael Morrison as well going to Reading, uh, another player that they've lost. So, you know, it is. It is disappointing um, to lose those players. Looking at the players they've brought in, spent a lot on this player for, from Dynamo Zagreb, Sanjic. I'm quite excited to see how he plays, but I think he's more of a defensive yep. midfielder, so I'm not sure he's going to really replace those goals. Um, I think Clark Salter is a good signing from Chelsea on loan. I think he's a very good young centre back. I think Crowley, who they've got on from Willem Tway, who, who obviously formerly of Arsenal, only 21 years old, and that, he could be a player that goes on. Um, and does really well this season. He did very well in Eredivisie last season when he played. So I think that's a potentially exciting signing. But I don't have too much faith in the manager. Obviously, all the financial stuff that's gone on makes it difficult to really see it going well for Birmingham. I would have been a little bit more positive on them if Gary Monk had stayed. But I've, I've got them. I've got them in twenty-first position, Louis. I've gone a little bit really? more negative okay. than you. Yeah, I've got them just avoiding relegation, and I think that that's it sort of where they've been the last few seasons last year mainly due to the the transfer mm-hmm. embargo and the, and the points deduction but yeah I've got them down in 21st okay that surprises me a little bit but again you know this division anything can happen so uh valid point as, as you spoke there Jake uh do you want to talk us through Blackburn another team that you know I've seen people uh predict top half and, and bottom half of the table what's your thoughts yeah, Blackburn are a team I quite liked last season. I quite like watching uh, Bradley Dack um, 
Adam Armstrong, Brereton. Uh, I thought they had some quite good players in it, and they were quite fun to watch. Um, I'm not sure on Tony Mowbray whether he is, um, you know, a, is a manager capable of, of getting them up, competing in the top six. Although I think that's probably the ambitions they have, maybe not this season, but next year. So it'd be interesting to see how they do. I'm quite positive on them. Uh, look at the players they've brought in. I think Sam Gallagher's a very good signing, uh, obviously returning there after a loan spell, I think it was a couple of years ago now. Um, Christian Walton, I think, is a good addition on, on, in goal uh, from Brighton. He's had a lot of loan spells in the Football League. Bradley Johnson and Stuart Downing are two you know, experienced players. We know what to expect from them in, in this league. So I think their transfer business is pretty good on the whole of it. I really like the addition of Gallagher. I think he's a player that could go and get 10-plus yeah, at, at least. And if you've got Armstrong, Graham and Dak, they're all capable of getting similar figures as well. So they, I don't think there's going to be one player that scores a lot of goals, but I think they're going to spread them around and they, they should have enough to, to easily be in midway. Um, looking at players going out... Um, David Raya, who's, who's gone to Brentford, is a bit of a blow, but obviously bringing in Walton, they think that he can come in and, and sort of step in and, and do that job. And I'm sure he can, I don't think he's as good as the, the goal he's replacing, but I think he's he's a safe pair of hands in this division and they shouldn't have any problems. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite positive on Blackburn. Um, I've, I've got them up just in, in, the, in the top half in 12th. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's probably where they're going to end up. Round 12, 13, I think they're, they're going to go a solid mid-table team who who will be able to beat some of the top clubs on their day, but I think that the inconsistency will ultimately stop them from challenging any higher. What do you think on them? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm not dissimilar. I think that their home form, you know, will will give them a good run for the money and, and they'll be around, you know, middle of the table. I'm, I'm pleased to see, you know, Mowbray's managed to keep the core squad, you know, the likes of Dak. I'm, I'm really surprised that the managed to keep him you know he's, he's been talked about leaving for probably over 12 months now um so to keep him and and you know no one's come and really put an offer on the table it seems and, and willing to pay that 20 million pounds so with with him in the team then you know that there's always potential to push for the playoffs but having said that like I say they lack a little bit of quality and for that reason I'm, I'm I've put them just below halfway and and for me um that is 15th position but I think that would be a very very comfortable 15th position I don't see them like swaying down the league or anything like that like I say I think they're home form and the the few players that they have got um I can see them doing relatively well and and like you said Jake it might be a case of the season after continuing to push and push and push a bit like Brentford and Bristol City who are going to come on to are, are currently doing. Um, so, yeah, 15 for me, Blackburn, and that will take me on to Brentford, actually. Um, Brentford are one of those teams who the last couple of seasons people have tipped them to push automatics. I'm still not sure if I quite see them in that um, area of the league, you know, first or second. I think there's there's more quality as we'll come on to and, and talk about other clubs. Uh, but their transfer business has been very lively. Of you know, uh, many players incoming. The biggest name you could say was Pontus Janssen. A bit of surprise coming from Leeds at five and a half million pound, roughly. Um, you know, if if many clubs in this division and even Premier League clubs may have been interested if they knew he was available at that price. Um, so he he's you know a decent player to bring in. And, and I'll talk about a few outgoings, actually, because the, the big one, obviously, they, they lost concert to Aston Villa, but recouped £12 million for him. Uh, Daniel Bentley went to Bristol City for a couple of million. Uh, other than that, they've, they've let a few players on on free transfers. I mean, I, I'm grateful that 
Moses Adebayo was gone to Sheffield Wednesday on a free. I think they were a bit um, disappointed to see him leave. Uh, leave uh, Remain Sawyers has gone to West Brom in you know the, the, the latest transfer uh, outgoing at Brentford, and then a couple more that they've brought in: Matthias Janssen from Celta Vigo, uh, Ethan Pinnock from Barnsley is a goodbye for three million pounds. He's definitely got potential, um, but under Thomas Frank, you know. Uh, he, he took over, didn't he, from um, Dean Smith last season. And at first, you know, he had to go through that rebuilding process, but he did show signs that they, they have got potential. And I think this season, for me, I've got this gut instinct that they will break into the playoffs this season. So for that reason, I have put them down for sixth position. Um, there's no reason why they can finish a couple of places above that, but I'm just putting them at six to guarantee. I've, I've just got this feeling, like I say, that they, they will finish in the playoffs. So I'm interested now to see if, if you feel similar. Yeah, I've actually got them in sixth position as well, Louis. So we agree there. Okay. I think they're a club that have been building for quite a long time now, haven't they? they it, and and they've often, you know, performed very well in the the shots and the expected goals and things like that. If you look at those um, ways of judging a team, um, obviously keeping more pay if they manage to do that would be huge because I think he could really be the best player in the division this year, or at least one of them, um, like he was last year. Watkins as well is a huge one, and Ben Rama. I think Ben Rama might even be the biggest to keep, uh, and then with Canos as well. You know, that's just four attacking uh, four attacking players that are just really really good at this level. Um, yeah. And, and Janssen provides a bit of presence and leadership that perhaps they were lacking. Um, I, I think in the, in the long term, Cons is probably going to be a better centre back. But it, for winning promotion and, and, and offering that leadership, I think Janssen is probably an upgrade for what Brentford need at the moment. To be honest, so I think that's a really good signing. Um, and yeah, I've, I've got them up in sixth. I think it, they, they've been, you know, flirting with those players for a long time, and I think they're finally going to get them this year. Um, I don't think the top of the division is is going to be as strong, and I think that's probably going to help them and, and allow them mm-hmm. to finally put put that inconsistency to one side and get one of those top six places. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think you know no one would want them to see see them miss out on the playoffs this season. I think the you know over the course of the last two three years they thoroughly deserve it, and and we've always praised them on this podcast how how good football they play and we you know we're keen admirers of, of players like Watkins and, and Ben Rama like you've mentioned there. So do you want to take us on to Bristol City who are in many ways, you know, got similar aims to Brentford, I'm sure. Yeah, I think um Bristol City are, are definitely gonna be a, a similar club to Brentford in, in that sort of tier of the league. Uh the big one is is, you know, championship Loney, Thomas Callas has finally joined the club permanently joining uh, Bristol City after his loan there last season for eight million, which is quite a big fee for Bristol City, really. Jada Silva also joins from Chelsea, so that's a couple of Chelsea mm-hmm. former loanees coming in on a permanent. Dan Bentley, obviously, we mentioned it when discussing Brentford that he's gone there, and I think that's a huge signing for Bristol City because I think they have really been struggling to get that that reliable number one goalie for for a long time now, and he he's proven that he can do that at, at this level, and he he's going to be a really really good signing. Got Sammy Smodex coming in from Colchester United, who is, is done very well in League Two, um, and will probably offer something to the squad, but will probably be more of a, a a player off the bench to start off with. He's he's still young, twenty three, and it's a step up from from League Two to the Championship. So it'll be interesting how he goes. Uh, Tommy Rowe coming in as well, uh, players going out. 
obviously the big one was, was at the very start of the window. That was Lloyd Kelly going to, to Bournemouth for quite a big fee, just over 10 million. Frankie Fielding going off to Millwall. Um, and Moisa going off to Peterborough, uh, sort of the big, big departures. But yeah, it, I think that I'm not too, I'm not as confident on Bristol City as I am on, on Brentford. I've got them down in ninth in, in my predictions. Um, I think they're definitely going to be a team with, with potential getting into the playoffs. Uh, I do like their squad, but I think they could probably do with another attacker, really. I think they Another striker would really help them. I thought they were linked to to Eddie and Ketia from from Arsenal alone, which would have been huge. Uh, but I'm not sure if that's happening uh, now. So you know, I think they do need to look go back to the Premier League and perhaps try and get a loan similar to to Tammy Abraham and, and what they've done in the past. They seem to have good relationships with those clubs, especially Chelsea. So I think it'll be interesting if they do go back there and get a loan before the transfer window closes, because I think they could really do with with some support up front. Because although Diadu is, is a good striker could probably get 10 to 15 he's not going to go and fire a team to, to the playoffs and I think they do need to to bring in some more goals up front um to make them you know a, a playoff contender for me I think they'll be competing but I don't think they'll get there I agree in in you know many aspects I think Diazou is is a player that many people have tipped to push that 20 goals this season and but I agree in the fact that you know he, he needs somebody up top with him who's, who's gonna you know combine goals and, and, and grab another 10 to 15 goals this season. And I think that is where they're lacking. Like you say, they might go down the low market. And it's good that Lee Johnson's, you know, still at Bristol City. He must be one of the longest serving managers in the division now. Uh, he's been there for numerous years. Um, and, you know, they keep pushing the, the playoffs. Uh, but unfortunately for me, I've, I've got them down in seventh. I think that they just missed that bit of firepower like we've talked about and just that bit of quality that five to ten million pound player um, maybe to come in and, and score the goals or bring assists to the to the squad um so for that reason i'm i'm, I'm sticking them in in seventh position unfortunately uh, but that takes me on to cardiff city obviously one of the relegated teams from the premier league um i think you know under warnock he always brings out the best in players and the best out of teams as well. And they've managed to bring in, you know, a, f- a few players now. Um, the, the, the main one being Aidan Flint. Um, great, great purchase at £4 million for Middlesbrough. One of one of my, you know, favourite defenders in this division, albeit, you know, he, he might have had a disappointing season last season by his standards. But in this, you know, Cardiff City team, I expect him to just fit right in, as as I do Will Vokes, Will Vokes from Rotherham. I think, you know, he'll, he'll manage to score goals under Warnock. He's, he's one of those players that, you know, has always done okay for Rotherham. Uh, but in this division, yeah, he's a championship player. So, you know, if, if he's getting more opportunities in a, in a Cardiff team, I expect him to flourish. Um, they've brought in Curtis Nelson from Oxford United and Joe Day from Newport, both on free transfers. Um, but in terms of outgoings, the big one, you know, was Kenneth Sahar to uh, West Bromwich Albion, who, you know, made sense them leaving because they've managed to sell quite a few players and they've got probably a bit of cash in the bag at the minute. Um, but other players they've, you know, managed to release like Gunnardson, Harris, O'Keefe, uh, McKay, um so they've all left, but, you know, like I say, under Warnock, I expect them to be right up there. Um, they should, in my eyes, be pushing automatic promotion. I'm not saying that they will go up, um, but coming, you know, 
back from the Premier League. They've still got that core of, of Premier League players. So for me, their home form and like I talked about already, the Warnock factor, I'm going to put them in fourth position uh, for next season. Jake, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I I said all last year that Cardiff had very much prepared for a return to the champ, uh, championship with some of their transfers. Uh, Bobby Reed being one of those, Josh Murphy being another. Yeah. And I think that the transfer business they've done this summer has been very good as well. You've obviously, it, Now you've got Flint, Morrison and Bambo, three of your centre-backs. So obviously perfect for the way that Warnock plays. Um, very good on set pieces as well. And I'm sure they'll be scoring a lot of goals from set pieces. You've got Efridge, who's probably the best goalkeeper in the league, uh, returning because he, he was so good in the Premier League last season. Probably arguably the best keeper in the Premier League last season on, on form and, and what is, you know, performance is meant for his team. He saved one card of a lot of points of penalty saves. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And I just look down that team. Uh, I think they could maybe do with another striker um, before the transfer window closes. But even if they don't, I still think they're going to going to be right up there purely because Warnock, Warnock's teams don't need a striker that scores 20 goals when they got promoted before then their top score had 11 goals or something 12 goals it wasn't many um see so yeah, I've actually got them I've actually got them top on my okay. position I think they're going to win the league I think that they've settled um obviously brought in a lot of players last year so they've had a year of bidding in Bobby Reed will, will come back to a league where he absolutely dominated in his final year in it I think that Last year, Will Volks was one of the, the better players in the league um, in the bottom half of the table, especially. It'll be interesting to see how he does it in a, in a slightly better team. Uh, and obviously, Aidan Flint coming in as well is a huge sign. So, yeah, I've actually got them top. I think they're going to win the league. I think that Warnock's experience, uh, know-how, and just that he's got a squad built for the way he wants to play. And I just think they're going to yeah. come back and do really well. If, if they, I think they, they almost stayed up in the Premier League last season when people said they didn't have enough talent. So... I think to to go and win promotion this season, even if there are more talented teams, I think is is well within their grasp. So yeah, I think they're going to win the league. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. I had a feeling you'd have someone top uh, that was different to my pick. Uh, we haven't come on to that yet, but it's it's interesting that you've got Cardiff, and I certainly think that you know they'll they'll be there or thereabouts uh, throughout the course of the season. They have got the quality and the manager to do so. Uh, but for me, I'm I'm sticking with fourth and. Um, you know, they've got the opportunity to go up in the playoffs if, if they did that also. Uh, but let's go to Charlton Athletic, if you want to talk us through them, Jake. Obviously, one of the new promoted teams to this division. 
Yeah, they got promoted through the playoffs, so they've obviously had less time than the other two promoted clubs to prepare. Uh, a lot of that was spent with this silly Lee Bowyer business that was that was odd at the time when the, the club announced he was leaving and then he signed a new contract. Um, it was all very odd. I think it's good that they did manage to keep him because he, he did do very well there. Last season obviously got them up when many people didn't expect them to. But it is going to be difficult for them this season. If you, if you look down their squad and the signings they've made, it is difficult to see them doing too well. I think I think bon, uh, Macaulay Bonnet from uh, Leighton Orient, uh, I mean, he's done quite well in non-league, but it's a huge step up to the, to the championship. That is one that, that could go either way, and it, I'd be surprised to see him score too many goals. Ben mm-hmm. Amos obviously played, uh, played in this division before. Tom Lockyer, uh, a League One side, and Chuck Sanike, very, very talented player. Was w- far too good for League Two last season, but is he going to step up and and dominate games in a similar way in the Championship? I'm not so sure. Uh, yeah, they're they're just signings from the lower leagues. Um, there's, there's nobody coming in with with that proven Championship quality. Even Ben Amos, he's got experience, but I wouldn't say he's ever been one of the best goalkeepers in the Championship. Uh, and the players have let go. Uh, I think Aribo going to Rangers that was quite a big loss for them. I think he was very good last season. Uh, and, and Patrick Bauer as, Bauer as well, I think, going to, to Preston. That was a big loss. They're, they're two players that they would have wanted to keep. So, I mean, I, I think they it'll be interesting. I think Lyle Taylor's a very good striker. I think he's going to do well this season. And Jonathan uh, Johnny Williams as well, uh, staying at the club. I think he, that's a quite a, an interesting signing. I think he, he's probably championship quality. But, yeah, it's, it's looking down at the squad, it's, it's very thin. And it, it's different. Yes, yeah, apart from... Lyle Taylor and Johnny Williams has a lot of doubt about a lot of those players. So I've actually got them finishing bottom, Louis. Um, which really? Would be okay. a shame to, for them to go straight back down after, you know, the club that were once uh, in the Premier League for a good number of years. But yeah, I think, I think they're, they're not going to do too well. It's just too thin, that squad, unless they make two or three quality championship additions in the next few days. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be difficult for them. Yeah, I get why you're saying that. I've made a different prediction. I've got them actually staying up. Uh, I think that, you know, Lee Bowie will get the best out of them. I'm not saying that, you know, they're not going to struggle at all. I think they'll certainly be down there. Um, but like I say, I think, you know, that is, is going to, again, the home form is going to be key. I think, you know, they, they could be one of the teams that, you know, are roughly 22nd, 23rd for the remainder of the season. But I've, I've just got this sneaky feeling that they're going to stay up as, you know, we've touched upon Barnsley and, and I've said that they're going to stay up as well. Um, and I've just got this sneaky feeling that they're going to stay up by the skin of their teeth. It could even go down to the last day, but I've got them in 21st. Uh, could be completely wrong. You know, they could they could finish 24th. They, they are going to struggle. Let's, you know, let's not be hasty about that it's just a, a case of, of of whereabouts down at the bottom will they finish but yeah you've got them for relegation I've I've got them staying up but only just um but that takes me on to Derby County a, a team that are very very difficult to predict you know we we can talk about Derby County and what they did last season in terms of reaching the playoff final the you know on another day that maybe got to the Premier League. Um, Lampard, you know, we've talked so much about him going to Chelsea on this podcast, so you can check out previous episodes if if you need to regarding that. But, you know, with Koku coming in, I'm just surprised that they haven't really brought in 
any players as of yet. They've brought in a couple, which is uh, Shuni from Aberdeen and, and Kieran Dahl from Everton, which is a loan move, who's, who's a, a good player. Uh, but having lost all the, the loan players, who you know, a few returned to Chelsea last season, then, you know, Luke Thomas has gone to Barnsley, but everyone else pretty much been released on a free. The big name, you know, Ashley Cole and a couple more, David, David Nugent, Craig Bryson, Alex Pierce, uh, have all left the club. So I think they're a bit thin on numbers at the minute. Um, and for that reason, I've, I've, I think that, you know, Koku's really going to find it difficult in this division. We all know how tough the championship is after, you know, through a long, hard tough season and, and over the course of a 46 games, I don't see him finishing the playoffs um, this time. I think they've got the quality to finish in the top half. Uh, they've definitely got some some good players. Um, but for me, it's 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 a season where, you know, Koku's got to a, a, adapt and it might really take time. I'm surprised that no Dutch players with his connections have, have come to the club as of yet and he, he's, he's leaving it quite late um i really thought that derby county had gone out and and got three or four more loan signings by now and you know their their activity has been pretty slim as yet uh but for that reason you know like i say they've still got quality players um so i have got them in the top half and i've got them finishing ninth they may they may push the playoffs but you know i think that they're going to fall short this season as you know dare i say it derby county always seem to do anyway so there's no other reason for me to finish that uh, say they're going to finish in ninth position yeah i i'm similar i've gone slightly low. i've gone 10th position for derby uh, a lot of the reasons i agree with you uh, i'd even be a little bit more cautious i Looking at that temper prediction, just looking at that squad uh, and losing the goals of of Wilson, the creativity and and you know the way that Mount dominated games really in the middle of the park, losing that as well. Even Tamori, I mean, he was very important from the last season. That's three big players right down the sp- spine of your team. I do they ha- I, I don't they have a sense, you know Curtis Davis is coming back, but it's a big ask for him to step into Tamori's shoes after the injuries that he's had. Um, I think it's quite important that they've kept Jaden Bogle. I thought he was a real bright spot last season. Uh, probably going to go on and, and have another good season. Um, I've got them in 10th purely because I think they're going to go and make a couple of loan signings. Um, and it, But if they don't do that, I think they probably get, might even be a little yeah. bit lower. I, I, I think Koku was a really ambitious appointment, but it's at this point that they haven't backed him up with a couple of, not even big signings, just a couple of you know big loan signings just to just to you know really give him that that, that impetus in the squad because it desperately needs it um yeah i've got them i've got them down in in temp for, and it could even be lower if they don't get make any more signings to be honest yeah that's completely understandable uh, similar reasons to me obviously uh, but which takes us to fulham uh, next in line jake do you want to take us through your predictions for them this season yeah fulham fulham are an interesting one purely because it's it's good it, it it's good it's been a difficult summer for them trying to offload a lot of the players that they brought in for big money um they still made a few attractive signings which which have been huge i've got i can see why they're the favorites to win the league uh don't get me wrong i, I think they're going to be up there i've got them in third i don't have them in the top two um my main reservation is on scott parker uh, i'm not sure he was the right appointment i think it was a it's a huge risk to to give him that manager job um I don't think he really showed himself to be that good in the matches he, he, he took in the Premier League, which that was obviously an impossible uh, situation to be in it and can't judge him off those games, but I think it's a little bit too soon and 
And with the money they have at Fulham, they could have went and got a, an experienced man. Even went back and got Jukanovic back. I'm sure he, that is probably still a possibility. Um, I think the two signs they've made, or the two you know big signs they've made, even Cavalero on loan and and Nokia on loan from Brighton, two players that have won promotion in in this league um, recently. Nokia obviously was Player of the Year when he was in the league with Brighton. He was probably the best player over over that year and a half period he was in the league with Brighton. Did very well yeah. with Leicester. He's a proven force in this division. I think that's a huge coup for them, uh, especially as he, he you know he probably still thinks he can do it in the Premier League. And at 27, coming into the best years of his career, he's probably going to have a, a huge season. I think similar with Cavalera as well. Um, having those two on the wings, uh, supplying Mitrovic, who stayed, obviously got signed a new contract. That is a devastating attack. But, you know, just, I, I think Scott Parker, I'm concerned about, but if you do, if you do look down that squad, it's just full of quality, isn't it? Even, even yeah, a lot of those players, you, you know, assessing you on, if they keep him, I'm not sure if they will, but if they do, he's going to, he's going to be a, Difficult to play against this season. You've got Johansson coming back from loan, who did very well with West Brom last season and, and was probably even better in the Fulham team that went up, keeping Cairdy. It is a very, very good team. I'm just, I'm just concerned about Scott Parker um, and to bring this team in with that sort of losing mentality that they, they picked up last season. Um, I, I, know my, I know myself as a Newcastle fan, Mitrovic is very, very good when, when everything's going well, but when it's not, he, he can be a little bit stroppy. He can be difficult um, if, you, if you haven't, if you, and if Fulham are going to gear up their game around Mitrovic and they start to lose a few games at the start of the season, it, it, yeah, it might not go completely to plan. But yeah, I, I, th- I think they're a team that could easily run away with the league, but I, they, or they could completely flop under Scott Parker. But I've got them up in third. I think they'll be competing. I just... I need to to be more convinced of Parker before I'd say they're going to get promoted. Okay, interesting, because I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there. Um, I think, you know, yes, there is question marks, and and Scott Parker is a bit of a risk in in this division. He's he's still inexperienced. But I didn't think, you know, he he did too bad when he took over the the job in the Premier League. I know the inevitable was going to happen, and they still lost games. But like you said, he had an impossible job. I'm quite pleased that Fulham, though, have have managed to keep him. And I think, you know, under the fresh start under Parker and, and the players that they've managed to you know, recruit, like you've already mentioned the knockouts and the Cavaleros from Wolves is, you know, that that team, you know, with, with Mitrovic up front and how the hell they've still got Sessignon, I don't know, because he's been linked to other clubs for about two years now. Uh, whether that happens, I don't know. Um, but the likes of Kearney, yes, they, they are very experienced, these players in this division, and they should be winning you know, more games than they're going to draw and lose. Uh, and for that reason, for me, I'm saying about Fulham what you said about Cardiff, Jake, and, and I've I've got them in first position. I think they'll be fighting the top two all the way. I'm not going to say that they're going to run clear and, you know, they're going to be winners of the championship in, in, in April, for example. I think it will go right to the wire and, and there is, you know, not going to be a club like say that runs away with it it's, it's really going to be difficult at the top as ever but with the quality of the players uh, that they have got then for me I'm with the bookies I'm, I'm putting them in first position um, and I'm glad that we've, we've you know 
disagreed a little bit there. You've you've got Cardiff in first, and we, we've kind of swapped those both around. So that is very going to you know going to be very interesting to see. But I can really see them bouncing back, and I think you know even with the inexperience of Parker, he is going to get the best out of these players, and and he's released a lot of the deadwood as well. You know, such as Markovic and, and Ryan Babel have left the club, so that can only be a good thing as well. Uh, but that takes me on to Huddersfield Town, another team which have come down from the Premier League. Uh, brought in Tommy Elphick, you know, good defender in this division, on a free transfer as well from Aston Villa. So that was quite a, a decent little signing. But other than that, I'm surprised they've not gone, you know, especially with the um, parachute payments. They haven't gone out and spent, you know, five to ten million pounds um, on a player. This this still, for me, have, you know, got a championship squad and, and, that's, and that's why they, you know, struggled and, and came down last season. You know, the... the the, the thing for me, you know, Jan Seward is he's not got any experience in, in this division. I think um, Huddersfield are going to be similar to Stoke, what they did last year. They're going to hover around, you know, between 12th and 16th for the majority of the season and, and find another season to adapt. Uh, you know, they've, they've lost Tommy Smith, the big one, what went to Stoke City for four million. Other than that, they've released a few players and a few have left on free transfers. Um for example, um, Eric Derm and Jonas Lossell had uh, gone to Everton, but I don't know. There's just something about Huddersfield that I, wor- you know, I worry about them this season. I'm not saying they're going to be near the relegation zone. There's, they've still got players what are experienced in this division, um, but the, 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 my gut instinct, like I already said, is that they're going to be the, the Stoke this year, um, and it's going to take them at least a season to adapt again. You know, bring in fresh players and, and have a fresh start and whether that's under Jan Seward I'm, I'm not so sure so for that reason I've got them in 13th position Jake what's your thoughts yeah I'm a little bit more optimistic on them than you um looking at the players they've lost they've lost a lot of experience you know Danny Williams the, the two in the Premier League but would have been quite a good player in in the championship for them Chris Love has gone Eric Durham's gone Jonas Loss, who has obviously been their first first choice goalkeeper for most of the Premier League time, is gone. Uh, Tommy Smith has gone to Stoke. Phil Billings has gone today to Bournemouth. So there's lost. There's money there. Um, I think Elphick's a good signing. I think Reese Brown from Forest Green is a very good signing. Actually, I think he's gonna he could do quite well in this division. Um, even even you know straight away he has, he's coming straight from League Two, but I think he's what a player that could really adapt. Um, and if you look at the rest of their squad, I think they've. They've got some really, really good players that um, perhaps for the Premier League was was too good for them. But I think they're going to come down and do really well. If you if you look at the strikers, you know they've still got Mounier, who I think could be very, very good at this level. Isaac and is coming on a permanent now. I think he's he's going to be decent in, at this level. You got Carlin Grant. Um, obviously scored a few goals towards the end of, of their time in the Premier League, came up from Charlton, who he'd done very well in League One. I think he's a player that could do really, really well this season, only 21 years old, obviously a young English player. Colin Quainer coming back from Ipswich, he scored quite a few goals there towards the end of the season. Um, Alex Pritchard, Jonathan Hogg, Aaron Moy still there. Terence Congolo, a Dutch international, still at the club. Just looking at that squad, there's a lot of quality there. Um, Rajiv Van Lepara as well coming back from I think he was he was on loan at Middlesbrough last year for a little bit wasn't he so he's yep. obviously a, a player that is, that's very good at this level Diakabi is one of their big signs from the Premier League that didn't quite work out but I'm sure 
will fancy himself at this level. So I, I think they've actually got quite a nice squad. Uh, I don't think they really need to go and do a lot. They might go and make one signing, perhaps a goalkeeper um, before the end of the transfer window, though they've got a, a kid in from, from Liverpool. So it'd be interesting to see how they go. I've got the, I've got them up in seventh. I, I, th- I honestly think Huddersfield could go on and get automatic promotion this season. It, it, it all depends on Se- uh, Jan Sievert. Um, mm-hmm. I think I wasn't convinced by him. I'm not sure he was quite the David Wagner you know, the new David Wagner that they hoped he would be. Might be that an early managerial change sort of gets them gets them back up the table after after a poor start. I think that's probably how it's gonna go and I think they're gonna be competing for the playoffs. I've got them down in seventh. But I really like their squad, especially if they keep Aaron Moy, I think that's gonna be huge for them. If they keep him, you know, get him on the pitch with Carl and Grant, um, Steve Mounier You've got quite a good team there, found the power uh, on the wings of Dear Carby. I think it could, it, they could be quite exciting to watch. If it, if they get it all going, I think they, they could get automatics, but I'm not convinced on the manager, similar with Fulham, although I think that Fulham have got a better squad, which is why I put them higher in the table. But yeah, I think Huddersfield are good. could be quite a fun team to watch this season. I've got them up in seventh. OK, yeah, for me, it's again just... Not convinced by the manager, but yes, uh, Aaron Moy is definitely a clog in their wheels. So, the, for me, there's you know another difficult team to predict our Huddersfield. Uh, but that takes you on to Hull City, Jake. Do you want to talk through uh, their season ahead? Yeah, Hull were a, a team many thought might get relegated last season. I thought Anai Dragons did a really good job there. Um, got a couple of really, really good players in that team. Grisicki and Bowen, who, who we spoke about a lot last season. Slightly surprised they're both still there. I'm not sure they'll both still be there at the end of the transfer window. It's very whole city uh, and this ownership to go and sell a player right at the end of the window. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised there hasn't been a lot of links to um to Gerald Bowen, really. I know Newcastle have been linked recently, although I think uh, they might go elsewhere. So it'd be interesting to see if, if another Premier League club emerges or even one of the top championship, club, uh, championship clubs if a... I don't think Fulham would need him now, but if Cardiff went out and got Bowen, I think that would be a huge statement of intent. Um, West Brom as well, um, yeah, or even Huddersfield, we spoke that there's probably money there. But if he's not going to go to a Premier League club, I'm sure that you could get a prize for him because Hull City, as we know, are a selling club and they have been selling players on the cheap for a long time. So it would be interesting to see if he does stay. But if he does stay... Uh, and Grisicki stays. I think they're going to be a solid team again this season. I think they probably won't go down if they keep both of them. I think Tom Eaves is an interesting uh, interesting signing. Um, scored a lot of goals in League One. Uh, big step up, but I think he's probably he's probably suits the way that Hull City are going to play. I think you'll get service if those two players stay. Yeah, I think he, he might get a few goals, probably no more than 10 to 12 goals. I can't see him getting any more than that, but I think he could be an OK signing. Um, and you got Josh Bowler coming in from from Everton could potentially be an exciting signing. Matt Ingram, uh, and you got uh, uh Zoli from Peterborough and Sean McLaughlin from Cork. A couple of players that might come in and do an all right job. They haven't lost a huge amount of players, which is unlike Holy and Ridgewell leaving, Will Keane leaving, uh, end of their contracts. David Marshall's moved on to Wigan. Evandre's gone back to to Brazil. But just looking at the squad, I think. They've got some good players. I think Henriksen's a good player in the middle of the park. I think John Terrell's a good player. Grisicki and Bowen obviously have spoken about. Dicko and Campbell can, can both chip in with goals at this level. Um, I think they've got a got an okay squad. I don't think they're going to be pushing too high. Obviously, you've got the new manager coming in. Um, there, coming um, Grant McCann, who's, who's managed in League One, um, did very well. Doncaster getting them 
to the playoff final last year. Um, so yeah, I think uh, not the playoff final. Sorry, the the playoff semi final. Semis, um, yeah, yeah, semis. It was. Um, yeah, I've, I've got them. I've got them up in twentieth, just because I think they're going to lose Bowen. But if they keep him, that I think they're probably going to be a, a, a safe lower middle mid table for me because I think the manager's quite a quite a good one. I think he's a good appointment and, and probably a step up from Adkins if he's given time. Yeah, not dissimilar to my prediction. I really Hull City this season actually one of the teams I really want to see do well because I, I kind of want to see Grant McCann do well. You know, being a, a young manager and, and coming from Doncaster, um, where I live, by the way. So um, I'd be interested. I'm really going to keep a watchful eye on Hull City. I just think, you know, like you say, the inevitable is going to happen. We have a Gosicki or Bowen, whether they lose one of them, whether it's in the next few weeks or or in January. Um, and it'll be a case of replacing them, but it's it's definitely going to be difficult. I'm surprised both of them are still there, actually. Um, and I think McCann will get the best out of his players. It's just a case of will they be, you know, struggling or hovering around the relegation zone again? Um, I think they're going to survive, a bit like you, and I've got them slightly higher than 20th. So my prediction for Hull City next season is 18th, uh, which is not dissimilar to where they finished last season. Like I say, I think, McCann, even though I'm glad to see him in that job, his hands are tied a little bit at Hull City. Like you said, they're a selling club, and I don't know how far they can take him. I can't see them being, you know, a top six side even in the next couple of years. If I'm really honest, it, it's it's a bit like Reading who we're going to come on to in the next episode. That you know, eventually, are they going to be hovering around that you know relegation spot for a few years and, until they eventually go down? Hull City may be one of those teams, unfortunately, but. Like I say, next season's quite quite positive with the players that they've got and the new manager. So 18 for is for me, uh, which takes us to our last team in this preview, which is Leeds United, who we all know what they did last season. Looks certain to go up with a couple of months to go, um, sat in second spot behind Norwich City, but failed in the playoffs to Derby Counties in the semi-finals. Uh, they've still got Bielsa, managed to keep him, and he's staying on. And, and you know, they've had a couple of interesting in and out goings haven't they over the course of the last few months um you know the big ones that they brought in Helder Costa from Wolves uh, should be fantastic in this division uh, we all know about him when Wolves were in this division and they got promoted managed to get Jack Harrison and you know on loan and then Jack Clark who they brought back after selling him for 10 million pounds to Tottenham um is quite a very, you know a, a good deal to sell a player and then bring him back for another season uh, in terms of outgoings though like I've mentioned Clark's gone we've already touched on Janssen going to Brentford I think you know Leeds United have got some quality players in Bamford I expect him to have a good, probably better slightly better season this season they've still got roof and we all know what Pablo Hernandez is capable of one of the better players in the division even though he's you know at the wrong side of 30 now uh, but other players that they've let go you know all on pretty much undisclosed fees, a couple to Barnsley, uh, which is uh, Apo Harm, um, Malik Wilkes, like we've talked about earlier on, uh, Tyler Denson's left to Stevenage, Hadi Sacco, uh, but none of these players are in the first team really anyway. So for me, they've still got that core squad. Uh, the, the major the major thing was, was keeping Bielsa. We all know, like I say, what happened last season. They pretty much went downhill after the Spygate affair, um, but I expect them to be right up there again, you know, challenging. For me, they should be cha- challenging the likes of Cardiff and Fulham, who we've predicted to be in the 
top few there. Um, so I've got them in third position. Uh, I know Leeds United fans won't uh, like to hear that because that would be a case of them just missing out again. Um, but like I say, with the quality of the other teams, um, I think Leeds United, like I say, are just maybe one £10 million signing short of being in that top two. Uh, whereas, you know, we've talked about Fulham and the Cardiffs in, in this division have just got slightly bit more quality in my eyes. Um, so I'm intrigued to hear what you've got to say about Leeds United, Jake. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be up there again. I've got them in fourth. Um, it was huge to keep Bielsa, but he's not a man that stays around the clubs for long. Um, and it's slightly surprising he's come for another year at Leeds. He's obviously enjoying it. Um I think the sign of cost is a good one. Um, they've still got some very, very good players. Uh, obviously, got Jack Clark for another year after selling him um, to lead uh, to Tottenham. Sorry, um, I still think I, I, you know, it's a huge blow to lose Janssen, um, but I think they should they should be able to to sort of cope with that just about. Um, I think it, they need to keep Calvin Phillips as the one for me. And they need to keep, but I, I think they'll be there or thereabouts again. Um, obviously, I think as we learned with Bielsa, it doesn't really matter the caliber of player he can sort of get any player in. A lot of the youth players can come in and get them to perform well. I don't, I don't think that it, it's a huge deal for him. It's, it's just whether his style of play can cope with a, a forty-six game season, as, as we saw last season. It couldn't quite do that as, as we got to the end. Um, but yeah, I think they'll be up there again. Uh, I think it, talking now, uh, before we see how it goes with Bielsa and before we see the end of the transfer window, I think you've got to say that they're going to be in the playoffs. I've got them in fourth, but I'm not convinced they're going to be challenging for those automatics as, as much as they were last season. Yeah, I think most people are definitely have them in the top six. Leeds United, have, like we said, they've still got the quality and, and the manager to do so. Uh, but unfortunately, Jake, that's our 1-12 to 12 teams complete for this part one of the Championship Pod uh, previews and predictions. Uh, so if you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you, now would be a good time. Yeah, you can get, uh, get me on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two N's. Uh, I post anything I do on there. I'm obviously on the the, champ- uh, the Premier League show as well on this channel, so check that one out. Yeah, and I've been your host at Louis Shackshoft on Twitter. Um, been doing a lot of writings uh, and previews ahead of the season regarding Sheffield Wednesday. I've got one coming out at the Tylerst end. Uh, the News at Den, which is a, Mills- a Millwall uh, fan blog. Uh, I've got my preview coming out in the Yorkshire Post newspaper over the next week or so as well, and I'll post that online. Uh, but remember to follow the Championship Pod. Like I said, this is part one. Uh, part two will also be out shortly, which will, you know, uh, bring all the teams 13 to 24 in the division in alphabetical order will be coming out. So you can check that out in the next few days also. Uh, but all, like I say, all the uh, pods are pinned to our. Um, championship pod twitter page so please subscribe like and retweet the show we want to thank you all for listening and we will catch you next time when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.